0: Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Rickens on the Voice of Lincoln. 1,499.3 KLIN.
1: Well, welcome to the show. It is really hot out. It's 94 and sunny. I'm your host for today's show, filling in for the commander, Doug Fitzgerald. Uh, he's going to be back tomorrow. I, Johnny, that's the first time in the promo there that I've heard where it says Jack Riggins. Riggins is like got a little reverb behind it. Yep, That's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> I wonder if they jacked that up a little bit for him. So well, I want to thank you, Johnny, for producing the show today. Of behind course. the scenes, we appreciate that. Uh, now, here's the thing. I want to see, Johnny, if I can be the first person... Person, all right. First person here. I want to wish you an early happy birthday. Oh, thank you. That's tomorrow, right? It is tomorrow. Happy birthday. Are you so am I the first person to wish that? Um Don't please just tell me yes. Yeah. All right, yep. there we go. Well, happy birthday. No, tomorrow's your birthday, Josh yep. Floyd's birthday Absolutely. as well. So we're gonna celebrate that obviously on the one shot show on Saturday too. So And Matt
2: Schulte gave me a high five across the uh yeah,
1: across I, the I studio for it. Celebrate. So there you go. There you go, Matt's. Matt's in the studio, and by the way, thank you. So we got Matt Schulte here. He's executive director of Youth for Christ here in Lincoln, and that's also right. uh, candidate uh, for Lancaster County Commissioner as well. That's so right. We're going to have you in all show, uh, all show long. And here's the thing: we were talking earlier this week, and I said, you know, it's going to be the Matt and Doug variety show <laughs> because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We do. We got a lot of th- a lot of irons in the fire, and
0: some of that's together. We've been hanging out doing yep. a podcast yep. and all that stuff. So looking forward to. Yep. Talk so a more we're going
1: to, we're going to dig into that. The Nebraska GOP. We're going to talk about Lancaster County commissioners race as well, youth for Christ. Uh, we've got a podcast, like you said, and some other things. So, uh, we're excited to have Matt in. I wanted to tell you though, Johnny, you get a kick out of this. I had the honor yesterday of speaking with 12 of the Midwest Miss USA and Miss Teen USA title holders from Nebraska, Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, Illinois, and Arkansas. And I tell you what, I got introduced, uh, to the Miss Whole Miss U- USA pageant and the whole pageant world at the beginning of the year as a judge for Miss Nebraska and Miss Teen Nebraska. I'm telling you what, those are some incredible young women. Uh, intelligent, uh, they're focused on their messages, they're doing a lot of good in their perspective worlds for impacting people's lives. Bros and Associates owns, and I don't know if people know this, but each state is owned like a franchise, and they own six states in the Midwest. John, Jason and Jennifer Vanetta do an amazing job training those women, and I just to give them a shout out. One of the cool things that they did, I spoke to them at 88 Tactical in Omaha, and one of the th- things they did for them is they gave them some personal defense training for the women, which was really cool. I got to spend an hour with them just talking about their own personal messages and how they work with the success that they have and take that on to the next level, but we're cheering them on. Uh, Miss Teen USA pageants is going to be held October 1st. The Miss USA pageant will be October 3rd. Uh, we had the pleasure of interviewing Miss Nebraska and Miss Teen Nebraska, Natalie Pieper and Farron Meddy uh, on One Shot, One line several weeks ago. So if you want to learn more about them and, and their stories, great stories, uh check them out. And also if you know somebody, uh a young woman, uh, who is interested in participating in the Miss USA Pageant uh for Nebraska or the Miss Teen uh USA Pageant, you can go to vanbros.com for more information, V-A-N-B-R-O-S dot com and check them out. All right, well Matt, um I was gonna start we've got so much news that's happened over the last uh week. The last couple of days, really, and I was going to dig into some of that stuff. And I, you know what? I think I'm going to put some of that stuff off. I know Jack's talked about mask mandate. You know, mm-hmm. the cities, they've gone to a mask mandate. And uh, the mayor said on LNK today that... Um, She's not going to or they haven't had discussions for a citywide mask mandate. So we'll we'll see what transpires from that. I don't know if you have an opinion on that. (laughs) Uh you know, I was gonna touch a little bit on that. Um obviously we had that killing at Branched Oak Lake. The suspect is still at large. Uh they are developing a and, and started a GoFundMe page for the family, the Case family. Uh, you know, Benjamin Case was killed in that unfortunate accident, and so we just want to make sure that you understand there's a GoFundMe. You can go to uh, kln.com, get more information, and the link for that as well. Um, But I was driving. This is where I'm going with this one. I was driving from 48th and Van Dorn up 48th Street all the way here to the station. A lot of, like Chris Lofgren says, there's a lot of road construction, right? So that's great. Uh, It's inconvenient, but it's something that we need, right, for progress, Our roads are horrible. That's all I got to say. You know, when you, when you, I don't know about you listeners, but I, you know, when I'm driving, I usually take the same routes to where I'm going. I rarely deviate. Today was a deviation of that. And I know my routes and I know where the holes are and the cracks are and how I navigate my truck through those. But man, I was driving up 48th street and it was just, it was horrible. I mean, that's just all I got to say about it. You know, you
0: are in good company when I was out campaigning for county commission or board of county commissioners. I, uh, that's infrastructure. Just probably the two things I heard the most from people were talks about talking about infrastructure and high property taxes, those are big deals in people's mind. And yeah. you know, on the infrastructure thing, I would tend to say that our local government, city and county has de-emphasized infrastructure and instead has overemphasized emphasized um, some social issues and things like that right. at times. And that, that has just led to underfunding of our infrastructure. Unfortunately, we also live in a climate where it just constantly breaks down. So the minute you sure. fix it, the minute it, it starts to break down. So we're always going to be fighting against that. But there has absolutely been an under prioritization of infrastructure
1: i was talking to somebody who is involved in the political process and the republican party and they were talking about just that very thing getting back to really focusing on infrastructure which we've kind of neglected in some ways across the board um, knowing that we're we've got to put a lot of money into that for the payoff which is going to be in the future but there are so much expenditures happening now in other areas that are probably going to need to be tightened up. Yep. I mean, I'm assuming, you know, wh- so where do you stand on this? Let's just jump into all this, right? I was going to talk, I was going to, we were going to start with something else, but let's talk about this. You're running, uh, for, um, county commissioner here in Lancaster County. Yeah. Uh, you, um, won, uh, pretty decisively, uh, your primary. Yep. And now you're running unopposed in, in November. That's correct. So, um, so now you, you know, you're, you're going to most likely be, Taking over that seat, that specific seat, and this is going to be something that you're going to need to be looking at and dealing with. What are your priorities?
0: Yeah, so infrastructure is definitely one of those. I, As I look at the role of government, I think the role of government is really two primary things, to provide for the common welfare and to protect its citizens. And so I see infrastructure as the local one of the main thing that we need to do to provide for the common welfare of our people is to infrastructure and make it possible to live and move and and thrive in our community. So I see infrastructure as a real high priority um, and definitely want to do that. I've seen over and over again how the county has not funded. Uh, the county com- county engineer, Pam Dingman, brings a great budget forward, identifying a lot of the needs, and then it's met with a lot of Tweety Birds thought, uh, we're not going to do that. (laughs) Right. And unfortunately that's led to where we are right now. Um, On the other hand, we're seeing the benefits of some infrastructure investment around here from the state level with the new South Beltway coming in. Right. You know, and that's going to, that's going to be a, that's a major infrastructure project. Um, We need to, we need to look at the East Beltway as well. So infrastructure, Um, Public safety are my two top priorities for getting things done in the county, Um, but then as well, like I said, property taxes. Um, It looks to me like the current county board is going to raise property tax rates again this year, Um, and I I think that's... In a year where we're already being squeezed by rising costs and everything else, we don't need to be raising
1: property taxes. Well, and you look at the, you know, I know in our neighborhood and the housing valuations and the sales that have been going on over the last year and a half, they have jumped 20, 30, 40%, which means, and that's what my fear is. Property taxes, yeah. you know how is that gonna be jacked up?
0: And a lot of times you'll hear local, local, local officials say, well, we didn't raise property taxes, and what they're talking about is that they didn't raise their rate. The way you're, you get taxed is you get taxed on a certain dollar amount for every $1,000 right. worth of value, and so they'll say, well, we didn't raise property taxes, and it's because they didn't change their rate, but your value increased by right. $20,000, so you're paying $20,000 worth of that rate more, And I call that, that's still a property tax increase. The taxes have increased. That is a tax increase. Um, And so we 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 do need to be honest as we're looking at that and understanding that.
1: Have you been, so now that it looks like you'll be taking over a seat, most likely in November, um, have you been contacted by any organizations or people that kind of want to get your ear a little bit? Yeah, so it's interesting.
0: Like right away, I was contacted by... Two groups that are on the opposite sides of the same thing. And for a long time, those are the only people I heard from. And then recently, the Chamber of Commerce reached out. And so I went down and met with the new executive director, whatever his job is, the head guy at the Chamber of Commerce. But um, the people that have had my ear the most recently are anti-wind farm people. There's a wind farm that's um, being proposed mostly in Odo County, but also in Lancaster County. Um, And so very strong anti-wind farm people. And then I've heard from some kind of anti-fossil fuel people as well, Hmm. um, a small organic group of them. Um, So I had the chance. I went down to Bennett, went out to Bennett, not too far from Lincoln, obviously, here in Lancaster County to hear and learn about the Odo County wind farm issue um, from the perspective of those who are anti it. And I got to tell you, there's some really concerning facts about that. And I know we've heard about that on this show before. Jack's done a great job of bringing some outside guests in. But um, one of the things I learned there, they, they claim and I have no reason to believe it's not true that of the people that have signed up to have wind farm, wind you know, the big propellers on their property, 80% of them don't live in the area. Mm. And so kind of their proposal, which I can understand was people that live here don't want to see this. Like they don't, they understand how it affects their property taxes and their view. And the fact that it will just relegate that area of the, of the counties to be agricultural and industrial it will never be residential. And so local people don't want it, but it's all these people who live outside of the area that are kind of willing to, Take take the money and let it happen in someone else's backyard.
1: Yeah. Well, it's five eighteen. We're talking with Lancaster County Commissioner candidate uh, Matt Schulte on Drive Time Lincoln here on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Let's con- continue the conversation about that. What about solar farms? Because there was supposed to be a solar farm on the east side of town. Yep. If I remember right, um, where are we with that process? And is solar? You know, I've got my own opinions, but is solar a viable option as well? I mean, people so are I, here's things. the thing: I am more concerned about.
0: Wind farms okay. because they stand tall, they mess with property values on a larger space, space, they prohibit neighbors from building buildings in, you know, because if a if wind farm, if the, the propeller is 600 feet tall, according to Lancaster County Think, you know, regulations, you can't build for two and a half times that size from it. So, about 1,500 feet away from that, you cannot build a building. So, if they put it on the property line and you are the adjacent property, oh, you can't build a building yeah. for yeah. 1,500 feet, which is a major issue. So, I see the wind farms as much more objectionable than solar farms. Solar farms are lower to the ground, whether or not they can produce. Both of these only make sense because of tax deductions, deductions for taxes, and selling off um, the carbon credits. Like that's the only reason these things make sense fiscally, um, as far as I understand it, at least. And so there's, um, I I have not heard as much about the solar wind farm recent, the solar farm recently, uh, but I know there is actually a court case that's kind of hung that thing up. Um, that's pending, and so I don't actually know what the status of the solar farm is.
1: So, what would be your first top priorities going in like that you really want to address and take care of immediately?
0: Yeah, so I, I would I, first of all, I would go back to infrastructure and say I would definitely want to prioritize infrastructure. I want to make sure that public safety is taken care of. Um, so, see, talk
1: about public safety then. Yeah, what do you mean by that?
0: So, I'm when I say that, I'm specifically talking about the sheriff's department, okay. the Lancaster County Sheriff's Department that serves the towns outside of Lincoln. It even serves Lincoln at times too. You you right. mentioned the shooting up at Oak yep. Lake. The Sheriff's department was involved in that. So it was some of the fire departments from around here and stuff. So I want to make sure that while we have gone the wrong way, I would argue with some of the Lincoln Public Police Police Department, we're losing staff and kind of going the wrong way on that. I want to
1: make sure that doesn't happen in the county. So uh, from my understanding, and maybe you can clarify for me, um, the Sheriff's Department, I see them patrol periodically in the city, right? They have a right to be able to do that, correct, as well? I think some jurisdiction they, within the city
0: limits. They have, and I'm not super clear on that myself. Right. A lot of them live in the city limits, and so that's a lot of times when you see cars. Right. But they do play a role, especially I believe when homicides and, and stuff like out. that come in. But they're not going to pull you over for speeding in the city limits. They leave that up to the Lincoln Police Department.
1: All right, let's go back to taxes. We
0: touched upon it just a little <laughs> yeah. bit. What can you do there? So on the taxes, the number one thing we got to do is we got to quit adding. Um, additional unnecessary jobs at the county. So that's where the majority of the money happens. When the majority of the money goes is to pay for employees of the county. So we got to freeze that and just hold the line on it and say, listen, we can reshuffle um, FTEs inside the county, but let's not just be adding Positions just to add positions, it seems like that's oftentimes the response of government is to say, "Well, in order to do this better, we need more people, and it just continually grows and grows and grows to the level where it's it's out of whack, and I kind of believe that's where we at. Mm-hmm. I do think we could maybe reshuffle some of those FTEs to better better serve the county, but um, so that's number one thing is you have to freeze your FTEs.
1: All right, sounds like some work ahead. Yes, it
0: will be, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> what was the, you know, we've got just a couple minutes before we take a break. What was the um, your campaign process like? I know yeah. you did a lot of work. You yeah. went around and knocked on doors, and, and you knocked on thousands of doors, from yeah. my understanding. What was that process like, and, and as you move forward to November?
0: Yeah, so we went out. My family and I knocked on 2,900 doors we actually physically knocked on them and, and tried to talk to people and talk to hundreds of people um, and just had a great time doing that and hearing from people. And so that's that's kind of the number one way you get out there and make your name known is by knocking on doors. And then we also did a bunch of signs and then a bunch of direct mail. And so I had some a team of people that helped me with my direct mail and some of my messaging. That's not something I'm The expert at so I had some people helping me write in the copy and designing those and getting those out the door and sending them to the right people and that sort of thing and so um, knocking on doors if you're going to run for office you need to number one be willing to raise money Number two, you need to be willing to knock on doors. And um, so those are the two kind of the biggest things I did. And we'll be doing some of that this fall. Not quite as much, but there is a chance that someone could become a writing candidate. So I definitely want to
1: get out there and work hard this fall. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. I want to ask you the question, if somebody does want to get involved in the political process, what are some things that they can do? And then also for the second half of the show, the NEGOP. Okay. A little shake-up, and I want to get your opinion on that because you are a delicate as well. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we'll be talking to Matt Schulte again. It is 524. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on
0: 1499.3 KLIN.
1: Well, welcome back to the show it's 528 95 and sunny outside I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander I wish you all could be in the studio we're having a great conversation we between are. breaks and uh, Matt Schulte is here uh, executive director of Youth for Christ and candidate for Lancaster County Commissioner uh, before we broke um, for that commercial break you were talking a little bit about how people can get involved in the political process yeah you know Jack talks a lot about getting involved how can people do that whether they want to run for office or even if they just want to support so
0: first thing I want to address on that is that sometimes people People think about their political party as this like really centralized organization that's controlling and picking people, candidates that are running. And that has not never been my experience. I don't think that's the actual reality of the local parties at all i believe that both the democrat and the republican parties really want people to be involved and make it very accessible and easy for people to step in Um, so i'm obviously a republican i'm pro-life pro public safety pro election security kind of guy but the way i initially got involved is i just looked up the lancaster county republican party on the website figured out who was in charge reached out to him and said how do i get involved and i showed up to a meeting Um, And from there, just got a little bit further and further involved over the years. And so that process is open to everybody. Mm. Most of these meetings are open to the public. You can come in. Um, it's not like, usually they're not like public speaking where you get a chance to speak, but instead you're involved. Um, so look up your, your, your party and just get involved. The, probably the best way that to get involved
1: is to pick a candidate and get behind that candidate. Help them knock on doors, make calls, that sort of thing. One of the things I appreciate is you've kind of educated me in that process because we've met as well. So I want to thank you for that and get out there, get involved in the political process. Well, up next, we're going to take a check of Fox News and KLIN News with Carla James.
2: Drive Time Lincoln with the
0: commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIS.
1: Well, thanks so much for uh, joining us on our drive home today. We appreciate it. It's 95 out sunny. I guess um, it's going to be really hot this weekend. Tomorrow, 97, 100. Hi. It's going to be hot, hot, and they're gonna they're telling us to be very careful. I think the heat index is going to get, um, you know, we've been spoiled the last few days with low humidity, so the heat hasn't seemed so bad, but I guess on Saturday it's, and Sunday it's going to get uh, pretty hot. So anyway, just take care of yourselves when you're out there. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander today. Jack's going to be back in the hot seat tomorrow, and uh, we've been talking with executive director for Youth for Christ and candidate for Lancaster County Commissioner, Matt Schulte. Um, in the first segment, he talked about just a lot of the issues that he would work on uh, you know, if and when he gets a chance to sit on the seat there, uh, with the commissioners. And if you haven't heard that, you can check out the podcast. Once the show is over, go to com or download our KLIN app. Well, Matt, um, we've got phone lines ringing and we've got an unknown angry caller. I hear uh-huh. you. I
2: just we, wanted to warn you guys about that. Um, you know, anytime. That's all I get.
1: I just get a note on my screen that says "unknown caller" any, with a uh, not a, with an angry face.
2: Anytime we get a caller, I have to screen the calls, and uh, I thought about not letting this guy on. Like he seemed right. pretty upset, but I, he said he'd be calm, so we uh, said, "Okay, we'll go ahead and give him a spot if it was okay with you, Doug." All so, right,
1: angry unknown caller, you are on Drive Time Lincoln. Yeah, you,
2: thanks for having me. Hello, thanks for having me. I just wanted to say, uh, where's that commander guy? But, uh, Doug Fitzgerald, you're doing a phenomenal job, and I 100% agree with you on the streets of Lincoln. We as a city can do better.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Uh, and the other thing is I know this guy that's a, a young radio host, and he's doing some work study listening, and I've heard some great intros and outs with the weather, uh, don't to self I love the bottom introduction to Carla James News, notes to self. And I also <laughs> want to say, Kale ends in good hands if they ever get rid of that guy because they've got you, Doug. You uh, <laughs> and, and don't forget Johnny Cadillac. He screams the calls good. But uh, glad Matt Schulte's in the studio. Hope he'll, uh, you and him will talk about the NEGOP. I think the more perspective from different sides of that is great, as Governor Ricketts has said, even Senator Fisher. Republicans fight. That's what they do, and then they come together and we vote and we get Republicans elected. But appreciate you guys, and uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks for the show. Jack. I
1: appreciate the kind words. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack, thanks so much for calling, and we appreciate that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with Jack. I, you know, he does so much work um, in a true passion to help um you know push the city to positive change and growth for development and i don't think people realize the impact he's making behind the scenes and also with the show and jack i just appreciate i'm honored number 1 that you um allow me to sit in this chair um when you need to take a break but thank you for doing that and thank you for the work that you put in and matt i know you know jack as well yeah, so yeah
0: yep thanks for letting me sit in it's good to, good to hear from you jack and uh, one thing i did want to clarify you guys both said something about city roads And there is a difference between roads that are in the city versus roads that are outside the city. Yeah, we talked during the break, and I asked you that
1: question, like, how does that work from a county standpoint versus a city standpoint?
0: So when I talk about roads and infrastructure, I'm talking about things that are outside the city of Lincoln, which are then technically in the county. A lot of times those roads then get brought into the city, though, eventually. So right now, 98th Street's being built out, presumably not too long, and that's on the county dollar. Not too long after that gets done, then the city will annex it, and now the city's problem so
1: well i appreciate Not that problem
0: it's the city's asset how about that <laughs> well
1: it's a problem definitely i was on the side roads i was telling you on, on roads i don't normally take and it <laughs> my poor truck your truck's supposed to be going through right yeah. potholes and stuff but man it uh it, it rattled was bouncing around. it was bouncing so hey let's jump into the energy so you know a couple saturdays ago i'm sitting on my deck and I'm a novice to the political realm. I'm learning a lot. I'm getting yeah. a chance to, on, on drive time and Jack give me the opportunity, I'm getting a chance to interview some incredible um, public servants across the board and so I'm learning a lot about this process. So I'm sitting on my deck It's Saturday afternoon about 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon and my Twitter feed starts going off and I'm getting these play-by-plays of the convention out in Kearney of all of this, uh, you know, um, change going on and, you know, it, it was intriguing to me. You know, yeah. so I was like, a kid eating popcorn you know i'm like yeah. what's next what's next because you know we saw you know bylaws being changed people being voted out people resigning um people being voted in you were there now matt yeah. you're a delegate and i just want to go i want to step back just from my perspective and I, I don't think i'm the only one out there but number one what is a delegate and what is your responsibility when you go to to a convention
0: So when I, like I said a little bit earlier ago, sometimes people have this view of the party being this really hierarchical thing, and my experience generally is that it's not. The, about the only time it really is, is every two years, there's an official way you sign up for your county convention, then you go to your county convention, and at your county convention, delegates are elected, by certain groups of people to go to the state party. And then the state party selects the state leadership. Okay. And so that's kind of the, the really about as hierarchical as it gets. You have to go through an official process to sign up, join the county, and then you can be elected to the state. I was actually sent to the state party initially as an alternate. Okay. But then because of some of the people that were trying to be excluded, I was then moved up to being a delegate. Um, and when I walked in that day I knew full full force that there was a big fight over these people that had been tried to be excluded from the party, from the state convention and I was in absolute opposition to that. I don't think that's a good choice to try and exclude people that were due to, rightly elected and the, when that vote was called out loud, I mean it was probably 300 to 5 wow. in people's support of bringing those people back into the this, this state convention so massive support of that but that was a very contentious thing early on and you had kind of the people that have been involved a long time a few of them really being opposed to some of these new people that are bringing some voices very strong diverse voices into the party um and so i i knew walking in that was going on i knew i was going to be supportive of bringing them back in even though i don't really agree with a lot mm-hmm. of what those people are saying they were they were they were put there by their the local county party
1: so um from my understanding uh, obviously eric underwood um was voted out as chairman no, Dan Welch was voted out as chairman, then Eric Underwood was then uh, voted in, in for yeah. the chairmanship and the leadership change. How do you feel this is going to change then the party itself in Nebraska? Is it a good thing from your perspective? How do you feel about it? So I am most
0: concerned about local elected officials. I'm, I am I think the governor we've had for the last eight years, Ricketts, has done a great job. Maybe one of the best governors we've had in my lifetime. Um, I think that uh, as far as the actual policies, the leadership he gave to the state during his time there. But um, my concern is more about the local county party and getting local elected officials, getting Russ Barger elected to the legislature, making sure that Pat Condon stays in a county attorney, um, looking at the city elections next spring. And so my biggest concern is not Eric has done a great job at the Lancaster County Party. I'm I'm saddened that he's left and is now going to the state party. I would much rather see his leadership stay here where I think the bigger impact needs to happen as far as Republicans winning needs to be here in Lincoln. Statewide, Republicans are going to win, and they were winning. And so, for me personally, I'm more concerned about local elected officials and and how the shakeup in the
1: local party plays out. So you're already, you know, you're in your own campaign right now. Does yeah. this impact then your campaign as you move forward?
0: Well, it could, it could. Um, so what happens now that Eric has left is that Todd Watson, who was the vice chair, has now stepped in temporarily as the chair. Then there'll be an election for a new chair, and so um, there'll there'll be some some things that'll happen. Happen there, and it could have an impact. It probably won't have a major impact on the the elections that are already happening, but it could have a longer term impact on future elections the next year or two. All right, yeah. All
1: right, we'll see how it all.
0: It was it was a highly contentious day. I mean, I was I've never that was the sweatiest I've ever been like (laughs) because it was this intensity all day. It started off right away with this fight over. Um, letting people in, and then it ended. You know, I mean, then it built up, and I didn't. I honestly didn't know when I walked in that it was going to lead to the removal of the chair until someone told me. You know, I was like, Wait, what? Okay, that's so you didn't know today? that. Going no, into I didn't it. know. I didn't know. I I probably could have known and asked a little bit more, but um, I I was not a part of that decision whatsoever. And part of that's a right choice, right? Like as candidates, I probably shouldn't get in that fight, right? If there's these new establish- or these new people kind of running you know fighting against the establishment people from their mind, I need both Republicans to support me and, and right. be behind me as a candidate so um i've I've had to just like every candidate you know walk walk a fine line of, hey, I am for these things, and you know whether you're recently animated or you've been a long time involved, let's get behind and make sure we're we're getting Republicans elected. Was this the first time you were a delegate? i have been an alternate before i've actually intentionally
1: never been a delegate before. have you been I've to the convention before this was my first time actually to the convention so yeah. as a first time person obviously you go in i'm assuming you you know you're, you're just trying to learn the process yeah. what's happening and going on um and like you said, you didn't expect this at all.
0: No, I, no, I had been to several county conventions, and okay. there's been some pretty big issues that have popped up there before, never to the level of, no, I should take that back. We have removed local county chairs mm. before um, by a vote of the people a couple times, actually, and I've been involved in those, and so that's that's happened a couple times here in Lincoln.
1: Let me share with you one thing I read in an article, and you can you know, I'd love your uh, feedback on this. Uh, I read an article that said, the change was driven by... By activists who support former President Donald Trump and want to take the party further right. What's your response to that?
0: I would agree with most of that sentence, except for the further right thing. I don't know that that was really the the impetus to make it further right. They definitely most of them are recent activists who have, you know, are animated to get involved by Donald Trump in his candidacy and his leadership. Um, but I don't know that the fight really is necessarily to get more further right. I think there is probably some desire to see rhinos removed, you know, or not, you know, people that are gonna really fight for Republican values. values. Yeah. But I would say they're they want to see people fight for Republican values, not necessarily move further right than the Republican values are already right. defined.
1: It's what your definition of further right is. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: I mean, we've got some Republicans that have not stood up for those things that are in the Republican platform, and I think that's disheartening to a lot of people, and rightfully
1: right. so. Yep. Well, it's 549. We're talking with Executive Director of Youth for Christ and um, candidate for Lancaster County Commissioner Matt Schulte on Drive Time Lincoln here on fourteen hundred and ninety-nine-three KLN. All right, Matt, let's shift. Gears just a little bit. Actually, let's shift gears a lot. Okay, a lot better. You're the, you're the the executive director of, uh, Youth for Christ here in Lincoln, and you've been involved in that process for really helping our young people here. Talk a little bit about, um, Youth for Christ, what your purpose is, and then who you serve, because you serve thousands of young people here in, in lincoln
0: yeah so our goal at youth for christ is we want to develop relationships with teens and through those relationships at a minimum give them a chance to hear about god and make an informed decision about him and so we do that through three different programs campus life which kind of focuses on kids based on middle schools and high schools that they attend um and that one's probably our biggest most well-known program we have a program for pregnant parenting teens called parent life and uh we're doing a Colorado Peach fundraiser for that one. We could talk about
1: it in a yeah. second. So, and then what do you do with Parent Life? Like, so, what's a specific so they, purpose?
0: So, they go in and uh, our staff... Brooke, she goes in and teaches parenting classes in high schools and then does kind of a support group and one-on-one mentoring with pregnant and parenting
1: teens. So I have to ask you this then, with the Supreme Court, you know, reversing Roe versus Wade, has that impacted anything <laughs> No, from your I mean, it's,
0: <laughs> well, it's impacted a lot of things in America, right, but as far as right. our actual programming, no, it doesn't. I think that there's going to be, um, there's the there's been a lot of talk obviously about pregnancy more than normal but um we've seen a pretty st- consistent level of teen pregnancy over a lot of years here in lancaster county and so we'll we'll continue to serve those kids and that was part of my impetus in starting parent life was to say hey if i'm going to be pro-life let's let's do something to make right. sure they can be successful
1: yeah it's like uh, the pregnancy Families. center here with uh, K- pat and kim mccarthy i had yeah. them in a few weeks ago and uh, especially as that supreme court decision uh, came out all right and then um, you have one more area.
0: oh and then juvenile justice which is for kids that are in jail so we there's there's actually three detention facilities in in Lincoln um, where kids can be held, and so we provide chaplain services and visitation services for
1: kids teens that are in jail yeah you do a great work you impact a lot of people uh and youth as well let's talk about colorado peaches then so we do you you just whetted my appetite for some good peaches so so. we do a colorado peach fundraiser i literally
0: talk directly to the orchard to the grower in palisade colorado on the western slopes and uh, we buy directly from them they pull them off the tree and within Less than 24 hours, they are here for pickup. And Mm. so we pre-sell thousands of boxes of Colorado peaches. We've actually, I looked just before the radio show, we've sold 1,300 boxes of peaches. Wow. It's just grown and grown and grown because people that buy them from us never buy them from anybody else. They just love them so much because we get them directly from the orchard. They're literally softball-sized peaches, just amazingly juicy peaches, better than you can get at the grocery store. Hands down. And so we are in the process right now of taking pre-orders. So if you go to yfcpeaches.org, yfcpeaches.org, you can pre-order your box of peaches. That's easy. And then uh, on August 10th ish, they will show up. We will be in, well, as soon as we get delivery days and we communicate with everyone who's pre-ordered and tell them what time to come pick them up. All so right. we have, we've ordered 1980 boxes. So literally an entire truckload full. It's 16 tons oh, of my. peaches. 32,000 pounds that we'll sell
1: here in a couple weeks. And so what kind of funds does that bring in then for your organization?
0: So we generate, it's obviously it's a fundraiser, so we do generate some money off of about a third of what you pay comes to us as a fundraiser. So it's it's enough to pay a staff member for the year Good. that we raise off Good.
1: of Good. And you can go to YFCLincoln.org in general, right? Yes, more
0: YFCLincoln.org has our peaches um, order form on it. It's also got a link to our podcast, yes. which we can talk about next. Does that yes. sound good?
1: Yeah. We're going to take a quick break here and uh, we'll talk about the podcast as well. You also have a capital campaign, right? Is that yep. going on now? Let's talk just a little bit before that, before the break.
0: Yeah. So we're building a new youth center out there at campus life. We're right on Pine Lake Road between 56 and 70th. We've got 10 acres there. We're in the process of raising some funds to build a new youth center there. And, um, we've raised two and a quarter million
1: dollars. We're shooting for two and a half, so got nice. a ways to go, but feeling super encouraged right now you're well on the way yeah a lot of support from the community because you're making a tremendous difference uh in the lives of our young people so we appreciate that all right well we're going to take another break and like matt said when we come back we're going to talk about a pretty cool podcast um that you can listen to that really will help you as a parent or somebody who is really raising a young person we're going to take our final break here wrap things up in just a minute you're listening to drive time lincoln on 1400 and 99.3 You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack
0: Riggins on 1499-3 KLIN.
1: It's 5.57. We're going to wrap drive time Lincoln up here in just a couple of minutes. And we always appreciate Malcolm giving us a uh, weather forecast and keeping us updated there. All right. We've been talking with Matt Schulte. Matt, we have a podcast together. We do. Go ahead and uh, let's, let's promo that. Talk so we
0: it. do a podcast. It's called um, Engaging Today's Teens. And we really look at some specific topics that teens are dealing with and that adults in the lives of teens are dealing with. So we've done a podcast, for example, on suicide. Yes. We've talked about screen time. We've talked about gratitude, needing to say I'm sorry, video games. Tomorrow, tomorrow one drops. All right. So we've got one coming out tomorrow on social media and how to help your kids, help the teens in your life deal with social media. Yeah. And it's really geared at, it's not not a parenting podcast. It's geared at... Grandparents, teachers, principals, lunch ladies, parents, kind of anybody who is in the lives of a teen and encouraging them to get involved and have conversations about
1: real topics with and, kids and learning about their culture. So yeah. it's been fun working with you because we have a slang of the day, which kind of helps us better understand what our kids talk about. Slang like drip, Chad, buy the dip. Bussin Savage, and then Matt gets on there and explains all these things, and I'm like going, "Wow, I didn't know that, Matt." Yeah, you You sounded so hip there, just by the way. Thank you, thank you. I just took the I just took the eighteen twenty four demographic right there. (laughs) Exactly, we just ran off the board. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate your time today, and uh, it's just been really fun.
0: Yeah, I'll just say for the podcast, you can find engaging today's teens on your favorite podcast platform you can also pick it up at yfclincoln.org and listen to it there but definitely encourage you to join us in that conversation
1: on the engaging today's teens podcast all right well thanks matt thanks johnny we're gonna wrap things up this is drive time lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN.